This is The Legal Disclaimer, where we tell you that the views, thoughts, and opinions shared on this podcast belong solely to me, JJ, the person who is talking to you right now, and not necessarily Brady or Brady's affiliates. Please note that this podcast can contain, and often does contain, discussions of violence that some people may find disturbing. It's okay. I find it disturbing, too. Today, we have a lot of ground to cover. From straw sales, to mass shootings, to Second Amendment sanctuaries, to DOJ programs, to court cases, to the shooting at Saugus High School. It's a lot, and it's awful, but we're in this together, so let's go. In Chicago, federal agents found that many recent shootings can be linked to out-of-state straw sales. Now, what's a straw sale? It's when a gun is sold to someone who is not the end user. Essentially, Prohibited purchasers get people with clean backgrounds to buy guns on their behalf, which skirts federal law. Some purchases are as obvious as two people walking into a gun dealer. One person examines the gun to make sure it's what he wants. He hands the money to the second person, who then fills out the paperwork. The first person then takes the gun and they walk out. So really clear that something hinky is going on. And sometimes this happens even in front of sales staff. Other instances are much more complicated, but ultimately the end result is the same. Recent data obtained by Chicago's ABC7I team, their investigative team, showed that half of the guns recovered in Illinois came from other states, and more than 1,500 guns had been traced to sales across the border in Indiana. Now, continuing with disturbing news, a recent study by JAMA Pediatrics, that's J-A-M-A Pediatrics, revealed that mass shootings cause doctors to talk about safe storage and gun safety in the homes less often, which is the opposite of what we need. Though the study didn't ask why this happens, the author of the study had an idea, saying, quote, Avoidance is a common response to trauma. Physicians may be avoiding talking about gun violence to protect themselves or parents from thinking about the event. Parkland was really hard on my residents. These are people who have devoted their lives to protecting children and helping children thrive. This question tends to bring that event up, end quote. But sadly, avoidance isn't the solution. Safe storages. Check out Brady's End Family Fire program for more. Meanwhile, a Second Amendment sanctuary resolution passed by a 4-0 vote in Lake County, Florida. The resolution, which supporters say is to protect the Second Amendment, states that Lake County's, quote, law-abiding gun owners are safe from having their firearms taken away, end quote. Well, yeah, no one wants to take guns away from law-abiding citizens, that's not the issue. What is the issue is that this resolution was passed presenting guns as a need of protection, not people. Commissioner Josh Blake was quoted as saying that the resolution draws a line in the sand. Quote, it doesn't mince words, and I hope it sends a message to what can best be described as the authoritarian control freaks who see it as their job to forcibly disarm their fellow citizens. End quote. But a Florida gun violence prevention group said the resolution, which Blake also sponsored, was meaningless. Now, this was reported in the Florida Sentinel with, quote, I really think it's just posturing by the gun lobby and their supporters, said Andy Pelosi, who co-chairs the Florida Coalition to Prevent Gun Violence. Continuing on with government work, the Department of Justice, that DOJ, unveiled a program that aims to reduce gun violence with guidelines to prosecute people who make false statements while trying to get a gun. 
Now, this Trump administration proposed initiative will expand policing initiatives already in place, expand local, state, and federal partnerships, as well as increase resources for the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, ATF. The proposal does not, however, address common sense and bipartisan policies like expanded background checks and enactment of extreme risk protection orders, oftentimes referred to as red flag laws, which Americans of both parties overwhelmingly support. As said by Christian Heine, the vice president of policy at Brady and a frequent and beloved guest on this podcast, quote, This proposal is billed as investigating, prosecuting, and preventing gun crimes, showing that the Trump administration's focus on law enforcement solutions will only address the violence after it has happened. The administration can take actionable steps to address the supply of weapons across the country, including urging Senator McConnell to allow a vote on two bipartisan bills passed by the U.S. House of Representatives that would expand background checks, but are languishing on the majority leader's desk. Then, the U.S. Supreme Court on Tuesday dealt a blow to the firearms industry, rejecting Remington Armco's bid to dismiss a lawsuit by families of victims in the 2012 Sandy Hook School massacre that killed 20 children and six adults. Now, the lawsuit claimed that Remington's marketing campaign, which focused on the idea of man cards, insinuated that to be a masculine, forceful man, consumers needed to carry and use the Bushmaster AR-15 gun. The Supreme Court justices denied Remington's appeal of a lower court ruling that allowed the lawsuit to proceed. Remington then, in part, argued that they were protected by PLACA, which is the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, a federal law that gives the gun industry special protections. Devoted listeners to the podcast will, of course, know that we've talked about PLACA a fair bit. Now, the plaintiffs have argued that Remington does bear some of the blame for the Sandy Hook tragedy. They said that the Bushmaster AR-15 gun that was used, which is a a semi-automatic civilian version of the U.S. military's M16, had been illegally marketed by the company to civilians as a combat weapon for waging war and killing human beings. The plaintiffs said that Connecticut's consumer protection law forbids advertising that promotes violent criminal behavior. And even though these rifles have become the, quote, weapon of choice for many mass shooters, end quote, Remington's ads, quote, continue to exploit the fantasy of an all-conquering lone gunman, end quote. We have links to some of the images used in these ads online at Brady Buzz, and really I do recommend that you check them out. They're kind of horrifying. Finally, in awful news, yesterday marked another school shooting. The shooting at Sagas High School in Santa Clarita began after classes started and lasted 16 seconds. 16 seconds. But in that time, five students were shot, two of which were killed, a 16-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy. The average age of those injured was 14. Three other students have been wounded and hospitalized. As the incident made national headlines, Alea Eastmond and Ariel Geismar of Brady's Youth Initiative Team Enough were on Capitol Hill talking to legislators about efforts to prevent gun violence, and their observations were telling. As Alea remarked on her Twitter, quote, There was a complete absence of reaction. Nobody cares, nor are they paying attention. It was just business as usual. Kids are dying, and they're failing to act. How many more wake-up calls do we need? A final sobering reminder. The Gun Violence Archive had already marked 365 mass shootings at the time that this podcast went to air. How many more will come in the 47 days left of 2019, in 2020, in our lifetime?
we don't have any more time to waste. Thanks for listening. As always, Brady's life-saving work in Congress, the courts, and communities across the country is made possible thanks to you. For more information on Brady or how to get involved in the fight against gun violence, please like and subscribe to the podcast, get in touch with us at bradyunited.org or on social at BradyBuzz. Be brave. And remember, take action, not sides. (laughs) 